This is Roof English Radio with Darenata, daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, Roof. Hello, this is Roof English Radio. I'm Darren Adam. Thanks very much for joining us today. In a few minutes' time, the later part of our programme this afternoon is going to look at an organisation called FKA New Icelanders. It's an organisation that exists to unite women in business in Iceland. More on that in just a few moments. But we shall start with a quick update on where we are regarding the events on and perhaps even underneath the Rekines Peninsula and around Grindavik as well. We'll start with the civil defence press briefing that happened earlier today. This is Wednesday that we're sitting here having this conversation and a midweek briefing which saw amongst others Ulvar Luthvigsson, who is the chief of police in the south of Iceland, um, saying that the media restrictions in and around Grindavik were to be eased today. Indeed, just in the last couple of hours, foreign media were taken from Hapnafjörður to the area and another trip is going to be made available for Icelandic media as well. It's a joint project of the police in the south and also of civil defence as well. And you might be aware that the Icelandic Press Association had filed a complaint about media access. And Ulvar Ludvigsson, who, as I say, is the chief of police in the south, he thinks that complaint was premature, partly presumably because of the uh, facilities which have been made available today. It's also worth, I think, noting, again from that civil defence meeting, the head of civil defence, Vida Reynitsen, saying that a group of foreign experts are expected who will examine the possibility of using a pumping system to bring water to cool any lava, should it erupt. Of course, as we sit here on Wednesday afternoon, there has been no eruption. But if lava is to emerge from the ground, the possibility of using water to cool the lava shades there, of course, of what happened on the Westman Islands 50 years ago. And a question as well about what is happening to the elderly people that had to leave a nursing home in Grindavik and the representative from the Red Cross who was there, Elva Levesdottir, team leader at the Red Cross, uh, reassuring the media that all the elderly people who had to leave their nursing home in Grindavik are now in housing and they are getting the services that they need. Aside from all of that, very few or relatively few earthquakes detected since midnight. And one of the reasons for that is very likely to be the fact that the weather in Iceland, particularly in the western half of the country, although the east had its fair share of this too, but in the last day or so, the western half of the country seeing some very stormy, very windy weather. This has the effect of making some of the equipment used by the Icelandic Met Office when it comes to detecting not just earthquakes, but all kinds of seismic activity, including volcanic eruptions, makes those bits of equipment, those pieces of kit, just a bit less sensitive. So the true number of earthquakes likely to be higher. And again, the possibility that the, the ability of the Icelandic Met Office to detect volcanic eruptions has been reduced somewhat by the very stormy weather. Again, I'd be very surprised if they missed an eruption. We have the finest brains in this area, probably in the world, I would say, with all the experience they've built up, watching for all kinds of signs of a volcanic eruption. And as we sit here now 10, 11 days on from those pretty devastating earthquakes, devastating at least to parts of Grindavik and, of course, to the residents of the town who had to evacuate, 10 or 11 days on from that, we still don't have the volcanic eruption 
which was widely predicted to be uh, a consequence, or at least something that would certainly follow those earthquakes. As we stand, there is no volcanic eruption across the peninsula, or indeed in Grindavik. Let's bring you the second part of our program today. As promised, a conversation about FKA New Icelanders. What is that? Well, it is an organization that, in their words, creates an inclusive space for women of foreign origin to network, share their experiences, and gain visibility for women who are working in Iceland who are from a foreign background. And from the committee of FKA New Icelanders, I was joined by Veronica Gouls, and heading the organisation, Marianne Ribes. Marianne, you got in touch with me because you recognised some of our previous guests <laughs> on, on Roof English, women who've made their name and made their way in business in Iceland. Absolutely. So we, the FKN US Sunder mission is to get the word out that we exist and mm. try to network, as, to get to involve as many women of energy into the existing network. And to do that, it goes by going to the press and get the word out. It is why I saw that this podcast yes. would be a very good idea. And Veronica, some of the previous guests that were recognised, I think, by Marianne, we had um, uh, Jesse Kingin, who's at uh, Royal Husith in, yeah. in Erebaki most recently, Michelle Bird, the artist in, in Borganess. Um, uh, a lot of women who were involved in the Women in Tech project and the, indeed the Nordic Women in Tech Awards mm -hmm. that came to Harpa just a few weeks ago. Uh, you'll know these names as well, I guess. Absolutely. And the idea is to, like our mission, again, is to make more yeah. and to have more women being visible um, and to more women uh, be, like share their experience and uh, not only in media, but just being visible. That's why yes. we're organizing those events where FK New Icelanders can share whatever their like mm. area of expertise is, like finance or marketing or whatever they can do. So they have a like opportunity to shine and other New Icelanders women can learn from them, network and uh, yes. in their turn, uh, like share something Yes, well. now Marianne, you are from France. I am from France. Originally, Veronica. From Russia. From Russia. How easy, I speak as someone who's also a New Icelander from the UK, how easy have you found it living in Iceland and, and being in business here? I would find it much more easier if from the start I knew the FK New Icelanders and I, if I joined from the beginning. And mm. that is why I'm doing it, because I really want to help all the women who yes. are coming right now. And how long have you been in Iceland? Uh, one and a half years, almost two, okay. by the way. The, the time flies <laughs> it does. crazy. It does. I'm always saying I just arrived and it seems like already two years. I came just when the war started and uh, so I'm here since... February 2022. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, at the beginning it was very difficult. And then with the help of FK New Icelanders, mm. it really became easier to adapt, network, find uh, find uh, partners, find business partners, find jobs and whatever. So people really in our community managed to mm. not only network and make friends, but do business together. And Marianne, how long have you been here? I've been here for eight years. Eight years. So you've got a, a, a bit more of a grounding in the... The, the country and, and, and its ways, I suppose. Yes, it, I'm still learning. I'm yes. going to learn for a while the language, the, the coutume, the... Culture. Culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, tell me about the events then, because we've, we've mentioned that they happen. The organisation does run events to bring women in business together in Iceland. What kind of events? So FKA is a 
Association of Women in Business has been in Iceland and well known for, among Iceland, Icelandic ladies for 25 years. This year is the anniversary of FKR. Happy anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> and they've been very active into promoting gender equality in Iceland and they've mm. done a fantastic job. So this organization is quite large, like more than a thousand and a half, five hundred members. And they organize events to get to give networking opportunity to this women in business in Iceland. Mm. And until very recently, all these this, this events were in Icelandic. Because. And two, three years ago, they created this new branch, like New Icelander, which mission is to create the same kind of events, but in English, in mm. order to integrate all these women of foreign origin who are doing business here yes. in Iceland. And we are here to stay. We should talk about what you do then. Mm -hmm. So your business, we talked a little bit about it before we switched on the microphones, Marianne. The goal of my company is to give an opportunity to all the small businesses in Iceland to outsource all this boring, extracting, soul-crushing task that you have to do as an entrepreneur. Uh, There's a study that shows that for small companies, about half the time is spent on administrative tasks. Right, okay. So if you're into a restaurant and you like to cook, before you start cooking to do what you're actually good at, you have to find, to to, to, to contact the, the city, to have supplier, to yes, find the yes. uh, content, to get social media, to... And then you start to cook. So you allow creative people to be creative. In, exactly. In, in, in a number of ways. Certainly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're also saying that I think within your organization, 11 languages are spoken. So Absolutely. you're able to deal with the, you know, those requests in lots of different languages. Exactly. I see. Veronica, what's your business role? What do you do? Uh, I was always doing marketing for like four, 14 years before. So I was really lucky to find a job in marketing here. Okay. I'm working in a local representative of Meta, which is Facebook, Instagram and WhatsApp, almost unused in Iceland, but Facebook and Instagram. And mm. um, it's only three of us. We just opened like half a year ago, mm-hmm. small office. So we are doing basically support, consulting, help, like a first point of contact of Meta for Icelandic companies and agencies. Yes. And has it had that presence before? I don't no. think it's, it's not no. been a presence for, for Meta, has there? No. So in we are Iceland. supposed to do like develop the business yes. of Facebook and Instagram in Iceland. But we're doing a lot of, you know, problem solving, uh-huh. like two-factor authentication problems and why are my ads rejected or whatever. But yes, it's yeah. still fun, a, lo- a lot of work and, and fun. But I'm also doing marketing and PR for our events mm-hmm. to attract as many people as possible. You had a committee meeting a couple of days ago that I was yes. invited to, but we couldn't go because we were very busy with, <laughs> with events that were taking place. So what's the next, I guess you'd call it public-facing event? If someone's listening to this, if they are female, they're in business in Iceland, they want to get involved and get connected mm-hmm. and networked. You're both pointing at each other yeah, to I can. <laughs> decide who's going to reveal this information. Okay. Yes, yesterday okay. we had a financial <laughs> event where we had like six amazing speakers from the FK women already yes. like successful in their financial field, from banking, from investment, from venture funds, mm. who were really giving advice to just women who are just starting their business. So it was kind of useful content. In December, we plan to have a more of a Christmas content. We plan to have a Christmas market where a new Iceland, Icelanders women who have doing something, for example, some handmade things or have small business creating something, they can uh, present their products mm-hmm. and sell for whatever they 
want for the Christmas market, and all other women are invited just to chop, uh, have a festive mood, and enjoy uh, the Christmas like time with us. So this is more, and then we'll have much more events next year, right? Exactly. Okay. So we in the February, March time to be decide. We are going to hold an event focused on marketing and personal branding. Yeah, and social media, of course. And, and social the, media. the baton gets passed again. <laughs> yes. and, and we'll put links to all of this, or we'll put links to your website at least up on the page that accompanies this episode from Rouve English Radio. But one of the conversations I had with um, the uh, individuals, the ladies who are the women who were involved with the Women in Tech Awards and Women in Tech in Iceland was about the difficulty that women had and happily this is a problem that's disappearing, the difficulties that women had getting involved in the tech world. More generally in Iceland, is it a, a friendly place for women to do business of all kinds, would you say? I didn't think there'd be quite such a gap there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that being a lady is actually a barrier. Being a foreigner might be. Okay. okay. Yeah, I would agree with That's that. That's the bigger barrier then. Yeah, I would yeah. agree with yeah. that. I have much, maybe more positive experience and less expectations because I really, when I came here, I was expecting to start from zero. Yes. And I was so, I was happy that I found a job in marketing, at least, you know, really, of course, it's like 10 positions below what mm. I've been doing, but it's still, it's my field at least. So I don't have to start from... I don't know, doing any job. I was really like yes. ready to do any job. So my experience, maybe because of the expectations were already very low, but some people are coming here and really get disappointed because they cannot get the position they want. They have to downgrade or they cannot open the business yes. as quickly as they are. And that's they're. because they're foreign. That's because they're coming from a different Pro country. Probably because they just don't know the background. Yeah. I mean, yeah. everything is more difficult. Finding a job or setting up a business is more difficult just because you don't know people, you don't yes. know the procedures. And it's quite okay. I mean, it's natural, of course. You cannot I, expect that it will be uh, as easy as, I don't know, where you came from. I guess I was asking about the, the possible barriers that being female might introduce because we still have on our minds the women's strike back in... Uh, October, which was the biggest one since the original back in 1975. I don't know whether you were both involved in, in that on, on that particular day, but Iceland does, or at least it presents itself as a place which is very equal when it comes to the genders, when it comes to men and, and women. And I wonder whether that's reflected in the world of business in Iceland. I believe so. I believe so. There's a lot, um, I think, still to discuss, in, maybe in future months, I don't know. But we'll put a link up, as I say, to the organisation page on the page that accompanies this episode from Roof English Radio. And it sounds like you've got big plans then for, for next year. Absolutely. I will just add to that. There's a lot of women of foreign origin who are starting their own businesses in Iceland. Yes. A lot of them. And they need more, even more than most, the networking and the assistance. So assistant, they come to me, and for the networking, they come to FK New Icelander. Well, let me just ask you this very generally then. For someone of any gender, of any background, who's looking to set up a business in Iceland, is it a business-friendly environment, generally speaking? I made the research two, two, two years ago. Uh, Iceland has the most companies per capita <laughs> in the world, if all the companies in Iceland, rich in Iceland, will have the same amount of 
employee, yes. every, every single company would have five employees. In Europe, it's more about 30 or 50. This is huge. Yeah, yeah. And, well, I mean, I guess part of that is that Iceland's such a small country, it does make its way to the top of the per capita list <laughs> yes. quite a lot. But nonetheless, that is that is pretty striking. Would you, would you go along with that, Veronica? Would you yeah. say it's a friendly place for business? I don't have experience in setting up, like, the business, yeah. but uh, from what I think, what I heard, yeah, pretty much. Great. But I would try. I, I want to try in the yes. future. Yes. Well, it's great to speak to you both today. I doubtless we will again at some point. Absolutely. On Roof English Radio. Thank you very much for your time. Links to what we've been talking about on the page that accompanies this show from Roof English Radio. I'm Darren Adam, and you can get in touch with us anytime by email. We are English at ruv.is. There is more from Roof English with all the news from Iceland in English at ruv.is slash English. Roof English Radio is a daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, Roof.